Hey Outlaws, welcome to a brand new episode, a brand new month, which is very exciting. As we have headed into a new month, that means we have new guests and we also have a new mini-series for you to dig into. I'm also really excited that we are now in May because this means officially my website is being relaunched, refreshed, unveiled, whatever you want to use, whatever word you want to use to describe it, it's happening this month in just a couple of weeks. And I've been sharing little bits, like snippets and little nuggets about what we're doing behind the scenes. And I feel like so much of my creative energy has been working on this website behind the scenes, getting things ready, creating descriptions and copy and social content and all that good stuff that I feel like I've been buzzing with energy, but also been a little bit creatively tired. So if we've been hanging out in your inbox or on social media, you have probably seen me talking about this for a while. And sometimes I like to really talk about things far enough in advance to, you know, build awareness of what I'm working on, but also because I get really excited about it in the beginning and throughout the whole process. And I like to really honor and manage my energy. So I always make sure that we have like longer launch periods and longer deadlines. And so it may seem like I've been talking about this for a while and I probably have, but I am really, really excited to be unveiling this website because since I started my business, it has always been geared towards coaching and services And now as I head into this new chapter of my business, we are moving and looking towards this kind of new adventure. And for me, this adventure is really focusing in on the e-commerce side of my business, which includes the books that I have been writing for the last year, including the Outlaw Journal and Planning by the Moon, along with many other journals and books. And of course, there will be more in the future. And it also includes stickers and stationery. And we are starting out simple with sticker sheets, both stickers that accompany the books that we've already published, some outlaw stickers, which are going to be really cool, and also some stickers that really represent what I want to see in the online stationary world. Um, You know, again, if you follow me on Instagram, you know how much I love junk journaling and scrapbook journaling, and I love to use stickers and washies and things like that. And one of the things that I have realized is how many of the stickers are well, they're white skinny girls and there's nothing against white skinny girls, but I'm just saying I'm not a skinny girl. And I like to really see more diversity amongst the stationery that I use and decided to create that. So we have sticker sheets coming, which are diverse and inclusive and include fat girls. And I am so excited to be launching those along with the new website later on this month. So in just a couple of weeks. Now, if you would like to make sure you get updates as we launch the new site and also when we launch the new stickers and products, then make sure you head over to the show notes. You'll be able to add your name and email address to our waitlist. You'll be added to the list and that means that you will get first access to the new website and to all of the products that will be available to buy on that day. And we're going to be going live with that on the 20th of May. And just saying that date freaks me out ever so slightly because 
even though that's the day I'm working towards. I'm just so excited and so nervous and so grateful for all of you who've already shown interest and excitement in this project. So thank you so much for being here and thank you for being a part of my business and for your your excitement with all that's happening in my business and with this new adventure. So I feel like that's the real first update that I wanted to share with you. And really back to today's episode, we have a brand new guest. We are introducing and welcoming Sandy Norman to the show. So I'm really looking forward to you for you to listen into this conversation because Sandy helps overwhelmed entrepreneurs make an impact and grow their creative businesses by creating time-saving and authentic content strategies using repeatable systems that attract their sole clients and build their magnetic authority online. And I just absolutely love every part of that. I'm so excited to welcome her onto the show today and for you to get to listen into our conversation. So we are going to be talking all about how to really use repurposing in your business because reinventing the wheel is just exhaustive. We're also going to be looking at how you can lessen the overwhelm with your content creation. We're going to be talking about um, confidence building for introverts because I am an introvert especially in real life. I mean, I don't get my energy from other people. (laughs) I get my energy from myself and from being alone. So, you know, even though I can be around people and seem very extroverted, I need that time alone. We're also going to be talking about the importance of journaling and decision-making. And you know that that is something I am super passionate about. So stay tuned for today's episode. We are going to dig into all of this and more. So grab your headphones get cozy. And let's dig in to episode 75. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks. Each week, we'll sit down and have the honest, transparent, and sometimes messy conversations about what it takes to build and grow a successful and fulfilling soul-aligned business on your own terms. Here at Entrepreneurial Outlaws, we advocate for building a business that serves your lifestyle, inspiring you to rewrite the usual business rules and take action through creativity and self-inquiry. We'll encourage and gently challenge you to dig deeper into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, self-published author, mentor, and storyteller. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions, because overthinking is a feminist issue. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business. So are you ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Welcome to Entrepreneurial Outlaw, Sandy. It's so good to sit down and chat with you today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I am really looking forward to this conversation. And as I mentioned in the intro, there's lots of things that we're going to be discussing that I know that I'm really excited about, things that I can't wait to hear your point of view on. And I know that one of the things that we definitely share a common passion on is content creation and content repurposing. And there's not many people that I find that I get to talk about content repurposing with. So that's really exciting. Um, And I know I could talk for hours about how to try and get the most out of your content, even though 
I'm not always the best at it in practice, but I would love to know um, what your biggest pet peeve is when it comes to content quote gurus out there. Uh, My biggest pet peeve would probably be the pressure to be everywhere all the time and needing to post every day, all day, and be online and active. Um, It's not sustainable and just leads to burnout. So I'd say that's probably my biggest pet peeve. Yes, that's definitely something I (laughs) I would agree with as well. I mean, the idea that we have to be on so many platforms consistently I mean that word is is obviously thrown around so much in the online space but um what do you see some of the kind of main issues I mean you you mentioned burnout is obviously one of the things that can happen when we're trying to show up in all these places online what are some of the other kind of issues or symptoms that we see of this I think comparison is quite a big thing so kind of getting caught up in your own head about content and having to create it all the time and then losing confidence in terms of like looking what other people are doing and feeling like you're not on the same level but you're creating your own thing yeah yeah because I guess the thing is when we spend a lot of time online anyway um either for our businesses or for personal use we see a lot of other people's content and I think we see it sometimes without really knowing that it's going in, you know, it's kind of this like subliminal messaging, Um, but it it definitely has an impact on us. And I know that I've experienced times when I go onto Instagram, for example, and all of a sudden I feel anxious and I can't remember why I'm feeling anxious. And I'm like, what, what just happened? What did I see or who said what? And that can be really scary to sometimes notice that that's happening without me really paying that much attention to it. Um, and it can make it can make such an impact on how we create content and, and how we talk about our businesses as well. Um, so within your work with supporting entrepreneurs to really create these systems and to really be able to repurpose their content, what are some of the, the tools that you use to help entrepreneurs to kind of alleviate that comparison and really get the most from their content? Creating workflows, content repurposing workflows are really a really helpful tool. So I like to start off with looking at creating evergreen content. So your first piece of long form content, like a blog post or a video or a podcast, and seeing from the beginning how you can take that and turn it into other pieces of content. So from there, my next step would be nurture content. So taking your blog post and then turning it into a series of emails and then breaking that down even further into visibility content for social media so those will be all your little posts that you can take out of your blog blog post or your podcast and that just having that workflow in place really saves a lot of time and helps you to create content from the beginning that you know you can repurpose authentically Yeah, I love that. And do you find that a lot of people will um, start by looking at kind of social media content rather than the longer form content because there's perhaps a poor relationship with or maybe they don't have as many boundaries with social media and so then in turn always thinking about that as being their core content? Yes, definitely. Um, 
I think also with all the trends, people want to be posting content sort of every day to kind of keep up with things. But I think the long form content really kind of centers your message. So you've got your core message that you can share and then break up into smaller pieces for social media instead of just kind of hopping on trends all the time. And it alleviates a lot of the pressure, I find. Yeah. Yes. I think the trends thing is really interesting. I feel like when I started my business, I grew up in, I grew up, you know, my business grew up in um, an era where we were living before the algorithms and everybody saw everything on Facebook. And I was there for that switch when everybody suddenly dashed over to Instagram and then people were still using Periscope because we didn't have Facebook live at that time, which feels like a million years ago, but it was six. (laughs) And at that same time, I feel like the, we were still much more focused on writing blog content. Um, I know that in my first year of business, I was constantly writing long form content and I probably wrote a hundred blogs in one year because at that time I could write a blog and share it on social media and everybody would see that. And that's because of the algorithms and because of those changes, it's not necessarily as visible, but at the same time, I feel like there's so much, there's inevitably there's more longevity in long form content, whether it's a podcast or a blog post, even with email newsletters, there's more longevity there. And obviously having these workflows is absolutely your jam. Like this is something that you do with your clients. But why do you think that people struggle to repurpose their long form content? Why do you think that we inevitably want to create something new? I think there's not quite realizing the potential of repurposing and how many uses you can get out of a long form piece of content. I know you kind of think, okay, I've done a blog post, now I must post about it. And then you move on to the next thing. But if you take the time to actually sit and be like, okay, I can create like 10 different pieces of content from this, then that helps a lot in terms of repurposing. And are there any particular things that you look for in a long form piece of content, like a blog post, for example? When I try to write my blog posts, I like to write from the beginning in terms of how I'm going to repurpose it. So often I'll write, so each paragraph is almost a standalone caption. So my introduction to my blog post, I can pretty much copy paste for Instagram or something like that. And then that saves a lot of time as each little paragraph is like its own story. I really love that idea. I, I, I feel like that is such a simple way of looking at it. Um, especially if you are uh, writing blog content, I'm, I'm guessing you could do something similar with email newsletters as well. If you write a longer email newsletter, that's more story-based, I'm guessing you could, you know, adopt the same process there as well. Yes, definitely. Okay. That makes it really, I think that makes it really practical and really tangible for people. And I really love that. And I can definitely feel a lot of people listening are going to feel like their hours are going to be adding back up in their day because, There's just so much pressure, as you said, to be posting on social media all the time and all the places. And one of the things that 
personally I've recognized in the last couple of years is really optimizing my time and energy is so important to me. And I know we talk about that a lot on the show here. And I've been really playing around with ways that I could structure my month and how I can repurpose more of my content because we already have so much content created, right? I feel like over the years there is, but do you think that we neglect how much content we create when we're kind of unaware of what we've created in the past and how much possibility there is an opportunity? Yes, I think it's very easy to forget what you've created. So you write a blog post and then as you know, move on to the next thing. But I think creating like a, a content library where you kind of record all the content that you have into one spreadsheet or board, then that can be really helpful to have like a, a bird's eye view of all the content you have and the potential to repurpose from that. I love that idea because I'm guessing it also means that if you have a product and you talk about that product for, I don't know, four weeks through long form content and short form content, if you've got that reference, you can go back and just repurpose it again. Yes, definitely. It works really nicely for launches and things. If you have a piece of content that you create, and then if you launch the program again, the next year or something, you can pretty much just reuse and maybe edit that content for the next run. And I know that we can be kind of afraid to repurpose content, especially with launches. I mean, I feel like there's two, I I feel like there's two teams here when I like objectively online, I feel like we have people who repurpose um, through every single launch. You know, if you go into their funnel or into their launch, they use the same content, maybe slightly edited, but it's always the same stories. It's the same um, the same kind of points of reference. And then I feel like there's a lot of people and I, I've definitely fallen into this side more, more than the other, where we feel like we have to reinvent the wheel every single time we launch something So through fear of maybe pissing people off or people thinking I've read this before. Do you have any tips on how we can try to reduce that fear? Cause I feel like that's more of a mindset thing. I think it could also be um, how you organize the content. So if you're worried about sharing the same stories all the time, you could always maybe reformat it um, to put the emphasis on different areas of it. I like that. So maybe something simple like changing a graphic or using a different type of graphic, would that kind of constitute being enough of a change? Yes, or uh, highlighting different quotes or different maybe lessons of the story. So if you have a story highlighting different elements, maybe the next run you could focus in on like one specific thing and then alternate the next time. Yeah, and I, I like that because I definitely know for myself when I'm focusing on writing something sometimes I'll dive in and I actually end up with more than one piece of content because there'll be things that don't quite fit but they're good as an individual piece of content they just don't fit in the longer form or the something that I'm writing for my launch um, which is always a positive because yeah. <laughs> if you have more pieces you can create more and share more So I'm really interested and curious to, I know that one of the things we want to talk about today is being fellow introverts. And 
I mentioned in the intro that I am an introvert and I definitely don't get my energy from people, but I do enjoy connecting and speaking to others and hearing about their experiences. So I'm really curious if you can tell me how a bit more about how you've built your confidence online, because I know that so many of us feel like we have to be extroverted. We have to be like jazz hands and peppy every day on social media. And so many people tell us that that's what we're expected to be and do, especially online, just to be visible and fit in. For this, I'd say picking a platform you're comfortable with is the key here. It's difficult to be confident on a platform that you're not confident with. So if you're not super keen on video, it's probably not a good idea to do TikTok. But if you love to write, then you could do blog posts and Instagram carousels and create just as engaging content in a written format as opposed to video if that's not what you're comfortable with. I love that. Yes. I think that it could be really easy. I know we talked about trends a moment ago, but it can be so easy to fall into that trap of, of feeling like you have to do TikTok or reels or stories with video on all the time. Um, but I think there's so many people out there who challenge those kind of quote rules of how to market or how to do social media. Um, and I presume so, you know, in your own business, I know that you are obviously on Instagram and you share a lot of written content. Is that something that you have used to kind of help you grow your business and build your confidence that way? Yes. Yeah, so I found that with writing, um, I'm most comfortable with writing. And I find that the more that I write, the more comfortable I get with my voice and sharing stories and tips and things like that. And I feel like as I go, I'll probably grow more confident from my writing to start appearing in video later down the line. So I'm not kind of stuck with writing, but it can help to build your confidence and evolve your content over time. Yeah. And I think it's so powerful when we can really trust that we know which platform is right for us or which form of content is going to be the thing that helps us build that confidence because I know that I am a speaker and I, I do write, but I much prefer to be talking um, audio is first, video second, because that involves me having to look presentable. <laughs> I can't do that in my pajamas. <laughs> but I love to, you know, it, anyone who connects with me knows that we will send voice messages because I can't type as quickly as my brain is usually thinking. Um, and so it just slows me down and I don't like that. But I think what you said there, knowing or rec finding and recognizing that it's okay to use that form and know it's not the only thing you ever have to do and you can practice and, and build confidence elsewhere. I love that. Yeah. I think that's so powerful for people to recognize and know and have that permission slip as well. So because you're talking about writing, I know that you are a fellow, fellow journaler. And I also wrote all journalists because I was like, I don't know which, which way we're supposed to go with that. So you're a fellow journaler. Um, and I know that we've, we, we've done journaling together through workshops and things. And I, I never know how to describe us, but we love to journal. Um, and it's something we talk a lot about here on Entrepreneur Outlaws is the power of business journaling and self-inquiry as business owners. And I know that you've said that you found this to be a really powerful tool in your business as well, right? 
Yes, I journal every morning. Um, I start the day by journaling. It helps me to sort through my thoughts and decide what I'm going to focus on for the day. And I find it also really helps with making business decisions. Like I'll sometimes make little columns, not quite a pros and cons list, but kind of like what feels right and aligned and what I don't like. And I can really kind of hone in and make a good decision based on putting it down on paper. Yeah, I love that. And if you found that that also helps you to kind of build more confidence in yourself um, and also build that relationship between you and your intuition. Yes, it helps to keep me focused and understand my business goals and my personal goals as well as I can have like almost a reference sheet of, okay, this is how I'm feeling and this is what I want to do. And it keeps me on track. And if I start to have like shiny object syndrome about, ooh, maybe I should try this, it kind of centers me and it's like, okay, no, this is what I'm comfortable with. And I know that through journaling every day. Yeah, I I love that. And I I think you're so right in that building that trust between yourself and even your journal or your writing and your intuition. I, I definitely have felt that as well in my own business that if we can kind of come back to the things that we we either said were really important to us or the things that we wanted to focus on, the intentions we set, you know, yes, we can absolutely change our mind. I know that I talk about that a lot, but at the same time, we can experience that, oh, I should be doing it this way or somebody said I should do it that way. Well, that looks really exciting. I wonder what that's like. And I've definitely, I mean, I still do that sometimes. <laughs> it really helps us to come back to that thing that we we said hey I'm going to work on this project and this is why it's really important to me and I think having that that place where it's kind of safely kept out of our brains um can be a really useful tool especially if we want to go back and look through them as well yeah I always have like a little google sheet that it's like open and it's like okay this is what I'm focusing on at the moment and I find like I have that open every day and it's like, okay, cool. This is the direction I'm going in. I love that. Yes. That's, that's a really smart idea to be able to kind of open that up and just have that reference place because it is far too easy to get, to kind of get off track. So yeah. we are coming to the end of today's episode. Um, but as always, I have the most important question left to ask you. And that is, what does it mean to you to be an entrepreneurial outlaw? To be true to yourself and to what's aligned with you and your business. Um, I think it's, it's important to keep an eye on your own strategy and what you're doing and to not compare yourself to others or get caught up in strategies that don't feel quite right. Absolutely. I absolutely agree that alignment piece is so important being able to kind of stay true to your values and like we said being able to align yourself with the the things that you want to focus on in your business absolutely I love that so thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today Sandy I really really appreciate it um, and before you go could you share with everybody where they can find you online I'm mostly on Instagram, Facebook, and also LinkedIn. Um, so I would love to connect. And thank you so much for having me. 
no problem yeah we will make sure that all of sandy's social media links are linked over on the show notes so you can go and say hello follow her and stay in touch you can see how she's using writing and carousels and kind of how she's staying true to this in her own business as well thank you so much for being here today sandy thank you so much Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. 